This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The Glossing Detangler and Perfect Conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Hey guys, it's Alana and you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. Each Thursday on Unfiltered, I'll be bringing on a different anonymous guest to open up about their real life dating experiences. We'll discuss what they went through or are going through, how they navigated it, what they've learned and what advice they have to anyone else going through something similar. Unfiltered is your reminder that no matter what you're going through, you're not alone. If you have a topic that you'd like to discuss on Unfiltered, please email your story to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com to be considered for an episode. Real people, real stories, real life. This is Seeing Other People Unfiltered. Seeing Other People Unfiltered is presented by Mindset Wellness CBD. Their happy gummies and their calm gummies cured my dating anxiety, and I am so grateful. You should try them. You need to try them. Don't take my word for it. See for yourself. Head to MindsetWellness.com. Fill up your cart with those happy gummies to take before a date and the calm gummies to take after a date, and use code SEEINGOTHERPEOPLE at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. 
Hello, everyone. My name is Mackenzie. I am at Taste of Blonde on Instagram. I post like fun, dating, messy, unhinged, life related content. I also have a very amateur dating podcast where I did an episode with Alana. So go check that out. I'm 24. I'm from Toronto. And today we're going to talk about breakups from a long term relationship and how like personal family shit going on can make that a lot fucking harder. Yeah. Oh my God. I love how you just like jumped right in there and went for it. Hell yeah. Well, first of all, I am so excited to have you here. Um, And yeah, guys, definitely go check out the episode that we did on her podcast, Taste of Blonde. Um, Really, really great one. And I talked a lot about all of the dating mistakes that I made, which despite popular belief, um, there were many, many, many. So definitely check that out. And yeah, I'm really excited to talk about this because I feel like when we focus on like dating and relationships, like we talk about what was actually happening in the relationship. And sometimes there were actually things happening not in the relationship that really impacted the relationship. And I know that's a big part of your story. So let's start. Can you tell me a little bit about like the relationship you were in and then what was going on in your life during that time? Yeah. Okay. So huge overshare. Let me, I'll get out all the details. So it was a four year long relationship. It ended a little bit over a year ago. We met when I was 19, second year of university. He was three years older. It was like first love, first guy slept with kind of ordeal. Um, It was a like very good relationship. Um, And so while it was like, I want to say like six to eight months into it, all this family shit started to go down. I grew up with my mom, my stepdad. My stepdad passed away when I was in high school. My mom and I were always super close. And then she got like, it was like around my third year of university, she got a super toxic boyfriend that kind of caused her to like distance from me and just like kind of become like a completely different person almost and just do like a lot of things that really hurt me. And I was kind of like trying to like find myself, figure life out and like process all that at the same time. And overall, the relationship I was in was super positive for me. He gave me a lot of support during this. And like, I honestly like couldn't have even imagined being in a toxic dynamic at that time. But I feel like having, as I was going through that, it caused me to like kind of rely on him a lot because he was super stable, secure, supportive. And I don't know, it definitely, the stuff I was going through definitely made it a lot harder to leave the relationship, I would say. Yeah. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right. All right. I know that everyone has their hands up and I get it. I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history 
history and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off farmer-owned, Vermont-grown Sunset Lake CBD. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating, and my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across and I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. Brave the uncomfortable. Those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety-inducing moments over the last few years. And that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a Presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you. Presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy. The brand was started by two sisters, Lindsay and Emily, who have obsessive compulsive disorder, aka OCD, and anxiety. They realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral, it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started Presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a Presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone, Presently has your back. Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated, and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years, and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases 
quiz to choose from. And if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. I'm sure. Well, it also sounds like you had gone through so many like transitionary periods, like with yourself after like losing your dad, I'm sure that like, obviously that impacted you so much and then seeing how much it impacted your mom and then seeing her get into this relationship and then having to adapt to that. And like you said, like he was stable you know, like your partner was like the one thing you had that was you could rely on, like that was consistent, that wasn't going anywhere, that wasn't necessarily changing. So I imagine that like getting to a point where like at some point, I guess you realize that like you wanted to break up or, or I'm curious to hear about that, but like I'm sure that was really complicated. Yeah. And it was like, I feel like all my life, there's been so many like dynamics of chaos almost. And it was like, this is like the one like stable thing. Like he's holding it down for us. Like, this is my one chance. Like I can move to the suburbs. And it was really like kind of hard to let that go in a lot of respects. What did like what led to you deciding or or him deciding to break up? So I think like we both knew it longer than we wanted to admit. Um, I think like at the core, we were just not a good match. It was, I think we kind of wanted different things in life. We had like a different kind of sense of humor. And I feel like for a long time, we had like a super, super functional relationship where like we worked like really well together, like everything like looked really good, like on paper, but it wasn't like a crazy, I am super in love, like kind of vibe. Um, I think he definitely probably was way more into me than I was into him but then I took the breakup so hard and I think what where I finally realized like it wasn't it is when I started to I someone who I worked with I had like feelings sort of develop and I was like okay like this is like it's surfacing like I can't do this any longer and I was really fucked up about the whole thing and asked to like take a break and that was we can get into like why how you should not replicate any of my breakup protocol because that was awful and I think so it surfaced in that but I still wasn't ready to let it go and he didn't he didn't end up he didn't want to take a break but then we like we did and it was like this whole like drug out process but that's kind of how it like, you know, when you feel something deep down, like it's gonna, it's gonna surface, like it's gonna happen. And I think I just ignored it for so long until I literally couldn't anymore. Yeah. And you think that that's a good idea. Cause it's like, oh, well, I won't rock the boat. Like, ever, like it's not horrible right now. Like it's fine. I'd rather like keep going on as is and dealing with this than doing something that's going to like shake everything up. But the longer you put that off, like it actually is going to shake things up even worse in the end because you held on for so long. It's going to be so much harder to let go. It's going to be so much more confusing to do that. Yeah. And I think like from his perspective, it was, 
very much like I don't want to hurt her and I think kind of like understanding like what I had going on it was like well I think he didn't like want to add to that but it's like at the end of the day like you can't be with someone because of that um and he did love me like so but then it was like all this logistics of like just not wanting to face like what the reality of the situation was yeah well that's a really good point you bring up that I feel like people don't talk about unless they're in that situation where it's like well this like horrible thing this crazy thing this like life-changing thing is happening for them so like this is a bad time to break up I feel like like the timing of breakups is so complicated because like yeah a million things happen like people get sick people die like people lose their jobs and it's like oh well like I can't like I was gonna break up with them but now I can't I that's so funny you say that I remember saying at one point like I was like can we like do this when the lockdown's over (laughs) like and then I when we were like going through this like break I had to write the LSAT um because I'm I'm in law school I guess I I guess I should have added that when I introduced myself like I don't I'm not identifying with the law student thing I'm trying to disassociate and so I had to write the LSAT and we were like taking this break at the time but we talked the entire time like we took the break which was like the most fucked up thing ever and we were like more so like ready to break up, but he was trying to like hold it off until like I was done. And then I was like a disaster. So, and he like ended up, it was during COVID. So he ended up going to his parents for a bit to like work from home there. And he brought me with him for like a month or two almost. And we came like back to Toronto, like on the weekends, whatever. And like, so he could just like try to be supportive. Like while I was like, trying to figure out the LSAT shit but like also like I knew we were gonna break up and then I guess that just kind of goes back to like yeah there's never a convenient time for it do you think it was harder knowing that you were going to break up like for me I was in a situation um before I went to college I was in like it was like my first serious like long-term relationship and we knew that we were breaking up. He was a year younger and and not yet going to college and I was going away to school. So like we I wanted to stay together. He was like we're not. And it for me that made it so much harder because it felt like there was a ticking time bomb. But I guess the difference is like there was a definitive end date for this. For you in your situation it was like well it's going to end at some point. I think we both knew. I didn't want to accept it and I think he was like trying to like okay we can do this boyfriend thing until you're done this like and I feel like I think he was just trying to like give me like what he thought I needed but and I would I kind of just try to like fool myself like in the sense of like I didn't want to like accept like the sadness of a breakup at that point like I just didn't I honestly don't think I ever did and he finally was just like okay no like we just we have to get through this he's like it fucking sucks but we have to get through yeah do you wish like in hindsight do you wish you had approached it in a different way yeah I think I I wasn't strong enough like I didn't like have the like realize the strength like in myself and kind of thought like I need also I guess like going back to the family stuff like I think it was like the first time like I have a lot of friends in like close relationships where like I love my friends but it was the only time I like really felt like unconditional love which I think is also like kind of like a fucking facade but like it's like my mom would like if I 
got upset about something like she wouldn't talk to me for two months and it's like he was the only one where it's like even when like I hurt him like he always came at me with so much love like all the time and that was super super hard to let go and it was like even like three days after we broke up I had to move and like he moved all my stuff for me like it was just I honestly forget the question at this point (laughs) but I'm like just like on a tangent um but yeah no that made it really hard and it was like oh what would I have done differently um I would have just realized like I can fucking do this by myself and I think I was so like kind of I was very independent the whole relationship but there was just like that what he represented like I just couldn't let go of almost and I think what I would have done is probably just like believed in myself a little bit more like as cheesy as that is and I just I wish I didn't like kind of hold on to something that I knew wasn't meant for me. Do you feel like you're at a crossroads in your love life? Maybe you're in the thick of modern dating or you're wondering if the person you're with is your person. Whatever your situation, I have the perfect podcast for you. It's called Dateable, your insider's look into modern dating, hosted by Julie Krafchick and Yue Shu. They talk about it all, from why you're choosing the wrong partner and how to stop, to how to actually go from matching on the app to getting on a date, to securing your anxious attachment and everything in between. Julie and Yue have been on Seeing Other People, and I've been a guest on their podcast too, so if you're looking for a great starting point, check out my episode of Dateable, season 15, episode 10, Is It Chemistry or Anxiety? Guys, this podcast is incredibly relatable, insightful, and oftentimes hilarious. Wherever you start, Dateable will help you feel inspired to date differently and create a love life that works for you. You can subscribe and listen to episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts every Wednesday and Sunday. So check out Dateable and thank me later. Yeah, I think that's that's really powerful, that like phrase right there, just holding something, holding on to something that isn't that you know isn't meant for you. Because I think a lot of times like we hold on to things because of the potential of them or we hold on to things because they sound right or because like it seems like it's a good idea or it seems like on right on paper or because other people are telling us to. But if you have that feeling in the back of your mind of like, I know that this isn't right for me, like it's really hard but really important to trust yourself in that and yeah. to like listen to that voice in your head. Like, because, trust yeah, that means, first of all, that means that there is something more right out there for you. And also, it's so empowering to to listen to your gut and follow it and actually act on it rather than being like, okay, like, I have this voice in my head, like, I have this gut feeling, but like, nah, sounds too complicated to like rock the boat here. Yeah, to like find like the strength to do that. And I, even how you said, like, how did you know, like, there was even times like my friend like I was asked like oh do you think like he's her soulmate and I would be like I don't know right like I was just very like kind of like almost indifferent towards a lot of it and it was I guess like someone said to me one time like someone that I worked with um not like the weird romance thing that but they were like you don't love him like it's just convenient for you and I did love him but I mean like it was very convenient and I it was like a great relationship at that point in my life, but it wasn't, he wasn't who I meant to be with forever. Mm -hmm. What was it like having that experience? Like you mentioned, like if like there'd be times where like 
you and your mom would get in a fight and she like wouldn't talk to you for two months and like having him like always be there and like continue to show up like was it weird for you like when you realized that like he wasn't going away and he was going to like show up for you or because I feel like when we think that a certain way of doing things or like a certain like oh every time I get in a fight with somebody I love or like somebody who's close to me like they might not talk to me for a few months like that just becomes like a pattern what we expect so I'm curious what it was like when that didn't happen with him so before like the dynamic with my mom got really like toxic my mom and I were like best friends and she was a great mom she would always pull through for me she would always like whatever I wanted it would happen so I think like when I met him I had this kind of like princess complex of like this is how I'm treated like I Mm -hmm. and he was always extremely consistent um I think I did have like in the back of my mind like when is this gonna go wrong but I did have like these standards for how I want to be treated and he did always treat me that way so I don't think it felt weird I did feel like as it kind of progressed some anxiety around like wow like I am I like trapped here like I don't like this is like all I have like it which isn't like the reality like I have a ton of friends like I I have my own life but I guess no it wasn't weird it wasn't weird having like experiencing such security but it was kind of uncomfortable accepting a lot of support maybe yeah no, I think that that makes sense, especially now knowing that like your relationship with your mom was really strong mm-hmm. and amazing. Like that, then yes, that make does make sense that that is what you like wanted and the expectations you had. Um, yeah, I guess I'm curious, like when you finally did break up and like actually break up and stop like not breaking up or like stop still seeing each other. Um, what finally got you to that point? So I didn't have to do any hard work the entire time. Um, we, so we finally broke up like for good, but then we kept seeing each other um, because I have awful attachment issues and it was like post breakup sleepovers and like texting and all this shit. It was awful. Um, when I had like started seeing other people like, and it, but in it, Honestly, seeing other people, I just realized that. Ding, ding, ding. Um, and it fucks you up really bad. Um, so what ended up happening was he moved back in with his parents for the summer because his lease was up and he like left the city. So which was such a blessing in disguise. And then when he left, like we still texted and then it turned into like we would have like a phone call every two weeks or like whatever. Um which was kind of ridiculous but that's just how it ended up playing out and then when it actually like stopped stopped is he got a new girlfriend like immediately after he moved back um and we still talked like while he had this new girlfriend which was very like odd but whatever and then I think when it really did it was I was like drunk one night and like sent this like bullshit of like I still love you like which is like I but I knew like there was no point in that like I don't want to get back together he doesn't want to get back together like he's much better off like in this new relationship but I was just like causing absolute chaos and I think like that's the point where he was like 
no. Like, <laughs> we're, yeah. we're done. Yeah. And then we, like, obviously, like, haven't talked since. But, like, that's, like, kind of what you need, like, after ending something, like, so serious. Yeah, I totally relate to that. Like, I, I mean, I've definitely sent texts like that that have, like, been the straw that broke the camel's back like at the end of the day but it it helps you know to have a definitive like cut off rather than like well I still care so much about you and you still care so much about me and like okay like we can still hang out okay like we can still talk on the phone like okay now like you're in this other relationship but like we're still we still care about each other. like it's so yeah. hard and complicated and like the lines are so blurred when there are no boundaries yeah and it's like they're like, I fully, I'm happy we broke up, but, like, there is so much, like, still there and, like, the, what he, like, represented for me. And I think, like, we represented very different things, like, in each other's lives. Um, and I, I think it was also a lot healthier of a relationship for me than it was for him. Um, so he's able to just kind of, and he's also a very secure person, so, and, like, has a good family and, like, all this stuff. So it's easier for him to just be, like, wow, like, I really loved her, like, we had a great four years, but I'm moving on with my life now, and I, like, I am there, too, but then there's those times where it's, like, like, even when I have, like, issues now, like, I think, oh, my God, like, wow, like, I I miss him so much, like, and just, I think just because we did represent, like, these different things, it was, it definitely made it a lot harder for me. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's more than just letting go of, a relationship yeah it was like all like this whole of like idea of like what they represented to you and like your ideas that you form about love and like all this and also it's like I would like date people after and it's like I was having a lot of fun but some of these guys would be like they're so fucking shitty like I feel like they're not like driving me to Walmart like he used to like what and it, then, uh, like, I would, I ended up in, like, a lot of, like, textbook, like, situationships after, where it was, like, because I'm not, like, a huge relationship person, which is weird, because I came out of, like, a four-year relationship, but I wasn't, like, I think some people default to relationships, and that's probably what he ended up doing, but I don't, but I feel like I really wanted, like, connection still, so then... I found myself in these situationships with men with like raging mommy issues. And I'm like, I would be drunk, like crying in this guy's bed about how much I miss my ex. And it was just, it was a huge shit show essentially. Yeah. I, I want to kind of go back to one thing that you mentioned, like him as soon as he moved back home, ending up in a relationship and having a new girlfriend. So like, it sounds like you handled it. I mean, other than the fact that you guys kind of like continue to talk, but like, it sounds like that didn't feel like the end of the world too. And you didn't really take that personally. And I know that's something that a lot of people struggle with. So I'm curious, like why you were able to feel okay about it. Yeah, actually, that's a really good question. And I like handled everything so badly but that's the one thing like I was actually like okay with because <laughs> if I'm upset about something like you will fucking know like I, I cannot conceal um I think it came from one a place of me like genuinely really loving him and understanding like who he was and I want like him to be happy like as cheesy as that is and I know there's like a better match and I don't I guess I, I'm not 
a competitive person. I don't compare myself. So I think I didn't really think like, oh, like, what does this girl look like? Like, what does she do? Like, what is it? It's like, I assume she's very, very different from me. And in ways that he probably likes a lot more. And that's totally fine. And I wouldn't like, am I better than her? Is she better than me? I would just think like, you know, she's probably very different, hopefully in a way that like works better for him. And I just like kind of just being happy with myself. Like when we broke up, like it, a lot aired in terms of like what he didn't really like about me. Like, and not not in like a toxic way, but it was had to be very real. Like, like how I said we broke up because we were very different people. Like we had like a conversation where he was essentially like, you know, when we start, I'm on a tangent again. <laughs> but he's like, when we started dating, like you were young and like fun and blonde and like it was like it, it was really fun and like but I like care more about personality now and like I and I was just like okay like, okay <laughs> yeah and then um... I, like, yeah and then I saw he hit me up like oh I want someone like family oriented and I was like well, I don't have any family to orient like, that's not really my fault yeah yeah but he, he didn't mean it like that yeah really. um so I think like I, but I'm also, like, okay with myself. So I think, like, I wasn't thinking, like, what doesn't he like about my personality? I was thinking, like, yeah, like, I I understand probably there's a lot of qualities about me that you don't like, but that's totally fine. And I was just, like, kind of co- comfortable with who I am. Like, I know, like, what I bring to the table in a relationship in terms of, like, what I need to work on in myself and need to change. And then what is, like, just me and it's like if he didn't see value in that like I know someone else will it's not even that he didn't see value like it's just it just wasn't it for him and I could like totally understand why so I guess like what I would take out of this like don't compare yourself that's that's kind of what helped me in like that respect yeah I think there's a lot to take away from all of that I mean first of all it's really impressive but also the fact that you were like, I guess I, I I don't know how I would have handled having somebody say to me like what he said to you and the fact that you were able to be like, okay, like, cool. Like there's things about my personality that like, you don't like, like there's things about me that like you're not down for. And it's like, you didn't let that ruin you. You didn't let that make you feel like, well, you're not enough for him or like, you're not the right person. It was, or like, you're not going to find your person. You kind of just like, well, yeah, like we're not compatible and that's okay. And I'm not going to change who I am because there is going to be someone out there who will like all of these things and who will love me for everything that I am and everything that I'm not. And I think that's something that's really, really hard to do. And something that when most of us hear things like that, or even like go through a breakup and somebody eggs on that it was like some aspect about us or even if they don't we just start to like assume like we pick ourselves apart and we're like well like why wasn't I good enough or like what's wrong with me that I like was not deserving of their love and nine out of ten times that's not the situation at all it's just like you're trying to find your person like your life partner and like that's really what dating is and 99.9% of the people that you meet are not going to be that person. Yeah. And I think like, because it was like such a good relationship and I did like, he did validate me, I guess, like in terms of like throughout the whole relationship. And like, he gave me like a lot, like, 
that I was kind of like, as it all fell apart, I'm like, the fact like you're realizing that like, I am not for you. It's like, this is like a very fair assessment. And Mm -hmm. you kind of just like had to look at it like realistically, I guess it would be harder, like in a circumstance where like you're in a relationship where someone's like, put you down a lot. And then you start to like, wonder like, oh, well, why did they want to break up with me? Like, you're, it's kind of like, ruined your self-esteem like I didn't have that experience so that was positive for me it was like a the fact that relationship was so good was like a blessing and a curse as it made the breakup a lot fucking harder and easier at the same time like hard to let go of but easier in the sense of like not leaving all this like toxicity like which like breakups are messy as they are anyway and then if you factor in like all that, it can make it 10 times harder. Yeah, absolutely. What about when you, I know you mentioned like you got back out there, you were having fun, like in your like email of, you know, like what you wanted to talk about, like you mentioned that there was a lot of like self-sabotaging going on. I know you mentioned like crying in their bed about your ex, but like what was this self-sabotaging and like at what point did you realize like, oh, I'm making this hard for myself. Yeah, I think there was a lot of, I've hit on some of it, like a lot of chaos. So sabotage, like making, I made it harder for myself in a lot of ways. Like one, the whole like not letting go, like kind of continuing contact. I started dating like immediately after and like literally like downloaded Tinder from his bed the night of the breakup. Like, and it was just, I didn't give myself like the space to like, properly process it and like accept like this is like a huge ass fucking thing in my life that really fucking sucks and I didn't because I didn't process it I feel like the feelings kept coming up later and later and like it was like just yeah crying in another man's bed and then like I started dating like a lot almost like I ended up in these situationships where I wouldn't really treat them very nicely. And then I would still keep dating other people, which I think you should do in a situationship. Like, don't, don't, don't commit to it. But like, it was all very chaos. And it was like, I, I would start only like hanging out with the guys, like when I was drinking or like stuff like that. And I feel like instead of like, I still have my life together, like in a lot of other respects, like good friends, like doing well in school, like stuff like that. But then the whole like romantic side of my life was just an absolute shit show. And instead of like saying like, okay, like this is really awful. Like maybe I should go to therapy. Maybe I should like work on these issues within myself. I think I just went into like a, I need to distract myself. Mm-hmm. And it Yeah, then I, like I said before, like, I ended up, like, in these dynamics, like, with people who made me feel, like, a lot shittier. They made me miss him a lot more. And if I had just kind of sat with my feelings a little bit longer and, like, I remember he said to me one day, he's like, okay, like, you can't come over tomorrow night. He's like, I just need to be alone. Like, I just want to cry. Like, I just want to – and I would never do that. Like, that was, like, a crazy thing to me. Like, and I would go – like, I would go over to, like, his place and hang out with him because I didn't want to cry. Like, I, dare, I didn't want to be at home, like, by myself, like, accepting the reality of the situation. Then I'd go there and cry anyway. But, like, I just wanted to avoid it, like, as long as I could to the point where it's, like, then sometimes I'd just crash. Like, I'd just be, like, I'd be drunk one night. I'd bawl my eyes out and, like, 
it made it really hard in the sense like I don't think I could form proper connections with other people because I was holding on to so much and it probably wasn't like fair to the people who I was dating because I came they knew like the situation but I deflected a lot of issues onto them yeah I think you make a really good point in the fact that like when we go through a breakup we have to go through a breakup And I know how badly and how tempting it is to like want to avoid those feelings and want to distract ourselves and stay as busy as possible. And just, you know, like, oh, the best way to get over someone is to get under someone else and like do that every night and stuff. But it's like, um, at some point, you will have to go through your breakup. And I think the longer you put it off, the more things you're going to do that are almost like either like don't feel good or like even a little like out of character and things that like you just would have been better off like doing them later after processing everything. Yeah. And I always talk shit about like rebounding like so quickly because I, well, I did also think like when my ex got a new girlfriend, like I, I didn't compare myself. I was kind of like, what the fuck does this girl think is going on? Like, I'm like, he's so, like, he's damaged. Like, um, wait, where was I going with this? I don't even remember. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm not like really into the whole like rebound, like super quickly, but like in a sense, like I did as well. It's like, I didn't go out there and find another boyfriend, but I found like a pretend boyfriend. Like I found someone to text me good morning every morning. Like, and it's like, that's not exactly like what you need. And I think like, especially like I thought like I needed my ex still in my life like I and I thought I needed that kind of constant even when things would start to go wrong with like the person I was seeing like this whole situation I would like hop on tinder like I'd start swiping like what's the next thing what's the next vibe Mm -hmm. and it's like I finally got to a point where like I started hating everyone that I met and I'm like I'm having like this dating kind of burnout and then I got to a place where it's like you know I don't I don't need a man on like the metaphorical roster or like, I don't like, I'm okay. Like it's like, and I think until you can like, like I'm always good at being like alone, but I think because I was like super extroverted and like this kind of weird codependency from being in a relationship, I needed to feel this sort of connection. And then I think I got to a point where it's like, you know what? I don't actually need this. Yeah. And I think that that point, like, was probably kind of like in a way it was like burnout but in a way it was probably also like empowering for you to be like I'm okay being on my own yeah and just kind of like letting things kind of come and go instead of like I would force it like I feel like I would kind of be like yeah like I need to like go swipe I need to go find someone that like I like enough to like hang out with once a week like something to like entertain me and then like even in circumstances where I knew it wasn't really the best, I'd be like, wow, will I really get along with this person? Like, we should go out again. And then I think, like, when I became, like, okay in my own life a little bit more, like, I was like, yeah, you know, like, I'm not, I'm gonna let this go. I actually don't like when they do this, like, just because I, like, like to go for drinks with them. I'm not gonna tolerate that. Yeah, you, you learned what, like, your boundaries were and what your deal breakers were and what just isn't worth it sometimes. Yeah, and I feel like, Well, never like really stand for being treated badly, but I feel like what I ended up doing a lot was if I wasn't getting like what I wanted, like out of the situation, like if the guy wasn't like 
doing this or that like I would just stop like respecting them and it would like kind of become like a contest of like who cares less like who like treats the other person more shitty and it's like I just kind of became like a bit of a bad person in that respect and I think like it was having these like awful dynamics that I'm like you know like we're we're better without the stress. Like it was like we'd be sitting there like stressing over a situationship with like a guy that you like moderately like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it funny how that happens? Yeah, literally. Like I I remember like the one thing that I was in, it was like clearly like I did not want to date him. And I think he was kind of like leaning more like towards that but then like every time like we'd fight like I'd be like it'd be like the center of my world like what the fuck is going on like and it's like we would like fight every single weekend like it it was awful like all the time and it's like this is just so much negative energy in my life yeah and then you're like wait I don't even like this person that much yeah no that was exactly it and I think well I think like because I met like these people right after like my breakup like I was still like when I started seeing him like my ex still lived in the city like all this stuff like yeah and I was like very much like oh I'm still like seeing my ex like and right it just brought like all this like messiness to like the dynamic and yeah it's like I didn't even like this person like just sometimes it's just kind of better to like be alone (laughs) yeah no 100% and then when you are taking that time alone you're not only like working on yourself, but like you're learning more about what you do want and what you don't want and what's important to you. And then when you go back out there after taking a break and and being with yourself, like you're kind of, you're just in a better place and you're able to put out like better energy and people like do pick up on that and realize like, Oh, like this person like is really confident in who they are and like what they have to bring to the table. And they're not here to like mess around. And that's great and really attractive. Yeah. I feel like it left me like looking to other people to like fill needs that I should have filled within myself. And I know, I know you talk like a lot about dating anxiety and I don't like, I don't get that a lot. Cause I like go, like I go out and it's fun and I don't care if they text me and like whatever. Mm-hmm. But when I do get the dating anxieties, like I take a long time to like get attached to someone. Like it takes me like a couple, at least a couple months or so. But once I'm attached, like that's when that anxiety like kicks in for me. Like I'm like, oh, they didn't, they didn't text me like after we hung out last. Like, and that's when I start to kind of like start to overthink and like start. And then it was like I was in these situations with people who weren't even like entirely secure themselves and we both like it's like I wasn't planning for it to go anywhere and it was just this whole like shit show of attachments and it's like you don't you don't need that energy in your life yeah without a doubt so where are you at now like in terms of how you're feeling about your dating life like where what's going on in your dating life and like what do you think are the biggest like changes you've made Okay. Yeah. So I talk about this like very much like from a place of like, it's not the breakup as much as like the family stuff, but I'm still processing it. And um, breakups mostly processed, like it's, it's okay. Um, Right now I'm kind of still a mess. I think like, I don't think I can have like an actual like relationship. I know like people always say like oh like well this guy says like he's just not ready for a relationship right now like he just doesn't like you enough and it's like 
I could see that, but I can also see like the respect of like, I feel like I could meet my soulmate right now and I would not be able to commit to them. Like, I think I really kind of need to like work on myself before having another relationship. I'm not looking for one. Um, It's kind of like a, I need to go to therapy before I can do that. And I think also I would just kind of repeat the same things. Like, I think it took a lot of like me I'd be even be in situationships that were like very good for me like uh, the last one I had like the guy helped me with all my schoolwork. like he did so much for me but I still like didn't know how to like treat someone nicely and like once I started to get attached like I would start to be rude or mean or start drunken fights and like just all this shit like I kind of needed to work through and I feel like after that and then I also had exams come up so I kind of stopped dating I would go on like the odd one here and there but like I haven't really been doing that I used to it's just like I would line up like date after date like if I like started to get scared that I was like gonna end up alone somehow but I think I just kind of like took a step back I still have like a couple like one or two guys that I see here and there but I'm I'm taking a step back from it I'm gonna like work on myself figure it all out um it's that was a very messy answer of no I'm not really dating right now (laughs) no I think that's a great answer because it shows like how far you've come and how much you've learned and like the fact that you're able to say like I am not in a place to be in a relationship is so important. And like, I really like how you pointed out that like, oh, like we hear guys say that and it's like, oh, well, it's like, I'm not looking for a relationship with you. Like we fill that part in. It's like, no, like sometimes people really are not either looking for a relationship or are not in a place where they can be in a relationship. And sometimes we like hate hearing that usually because like we like the person and want to be in a relationship with them. But like, you cannot, if somebody does not want to be in a relationship, like you cannot change that, like their mind. They will not change their mind. You can't force someone to be in a relationship if they're not ready to because you have shit you need to work out and that you want to work out and you want to work through and you have every right in the world to do that. And you and your future relationships will be so much better because of it. Yeah, and I think like, I kind of realized like, like the toxicity like I experienced like with my family and it's like, I don't, like, it gave me very, like, disorganized attachments, and I'm not really like that, like, with friends. I'm, like, have more secure attachments that way, but I would, like, kind of take those dynamics, and I would treat, like, intimate relationships, like, I would start to treat, like, the partners very badly, like, and I'm, like, I don't, like, I don't want that, like, and I realized, like, I can find, like, the hint of, like, manic, chaotic, like, fun little bit of trauma person I'm looking for but like something stable at the same time and I'm like I won't be able to like find that and truly appreciate it until like I actually like look like work on myself yeah absolutely and yeah like like you said like with appreciating it like you want to be able to do that you want to be able to do that and you want to be in a place where it feels right and like knowing that you're not there I think is So, I mean, it's really impressive because I think a lot of people are in that place where they're not there yet, but they don't know and they're like trying to force it. It's just like, it goes to show like what's in your heart and what's in your head and like how you want to prioritize like the right things in at like the right times. And I just like, 
have a lot of respect for that and for you because of that. Yeah, like it's like I I realized like because I think for a while it's like I was like, oh, I'm tough like this, that, like whatever. But I'm like, you know what? No, like I do like want to find like my person one day. Like I don't want it now. I'm not ready for it now. Like I want to have fun, do whatever. But it's like one day like I do want to be in love and like I won't like be able to fully like appreciate that or like be the best person for them until I do. And I think even in my last relationship, like he let me get away with so much fucking shit. Like he just let me do whatever I wanted whenever I wanted. And it made me like take no accountability almost. And I'm like, like, I'm like, I want to say like no one else will put up with that, but they probably will. But it's like, I don't want to like put someone else through that. It's like, I want to be able to be like a good partner. And I feel like it was coming from a place of like, okay, like I don't need to be like this tough bitch all the time. Like one day, like this is what I want. And like, I need to like work towards like being able to be in a position to be that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and even just being able to like have that hindsight and realize that and realize like the things that you want to improve on and want to work on. Like that's something that so many people don't do. And so like, just know that you're in such a good place and a good headspace for being able to identify those things and wanting to like figure them out and work through them so that you can be in a really great relationship. Yeah. And I guess like what I would add in terms of like lessons is like in respect to like both like, a boyfriend or like whoever you're dating and then like my family stuff as well like I think like you just really have to like be able to like look at yourself in the mirror and like be real with yourself and I've always been pretty good at like being able to like admit like where I've gone wrong and I did that like with in the situation with my mom like I really had to do that like and I like be willing to work on like whatever I could have like possibly contributed to the bad dynamic and then it wasn't until like I did everything I could and or I'm like okay this is very toxic for me um so just like to be willing to work on yourself and like accept like where you kind of fucking suck yeah we all we all have our flaws and we all have things we can improve on and if you don't think that about yourself either of those things then like ask a friend what your flaws are because trust me you're like ask a sibling you have a lot um it's like being real with yourself like it's being able to be like okay like this is like what I bring to the table in a relationship like this is this is why you should fucking love me but then it's also like you know I I gotta work through this absolutely well thank you so so much for being here I like so so appreciate you opening up and and being vulnerable and and sharing your story and everything you've learned um one more time for everyone where can they find you and your podcast and if anyone um if anything you said has really like resonated with someone and they want to reach out and and talk more about it where can they do that Okay, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on. This has been great. I'm, guys, I promise, like, I'm normally more, like, put together. Like, this is just a mess of a recap. This is unfiltered. It's it's about being unfiltered. Um, I am at Taste of Blonde on Instagram, Taste of Blonde on Apple and Spotify. Feel free to listen, follow me, join the chaos. I love (laughs) it. Thank you so much. 
Amazing. Thank you. And to everyone listening, thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget if you think a friend would benefit from hearing this episode, send it to them, send it to the group chat, share it on your Instagram story, tag seeing other people and taste blonde and give a five-star rating and review. We'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>